0: On BYU Sports Nation, help wanted on the BYU basketball guard line.
1: What does the most recent transfer mean for the future of BYU hoops? College basketball analyst Blaine Fowler on the best way for the Cougars to fill the two open scholarships. Plus, senior wide receiver
0: Nick Kurtz of BYU football joins us. Is he ready for what CBS Sports calls a top five most difficult schedule in college football?
2: Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by The BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan.
1: Friday, this
0: is how we do it. BYU Sports Nation live in Radio Vision. Thank you, Rebecca Black. (laughs) Presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. June 10th, wherever and however you're dialed in, great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with international soccer sideline judge Jerem Jordan.
1: I w- I don't wish that because all everyone does is complain in officiating especially you know with the saying? offside flag. Oh my goodness, offside. Yeah. Uh yeah, soccer, fun. I the Euro Cup begins today. Not to mention Copa America Centenario <laughs> in the United States, which has been really fun
0: as well. You can't say it normal. You have to say it that way. I know. Way.
1: Yeah. Copa it's, America. It's like some Centenario. telling about, Maria
0: porque no mi ama. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, it's it's fun. It's fun. It's Except interesting. Except officiating is not.
0: You know how you associate certain moments in your life with like very specific dates. Obviously, birthdays and anniversaries. Like you yeah, remember cr- Christmas. Those things.
1: Generally, for me, is December twenty. <laughs> yes, yeah.
0: I remember this day, June tenth,
1: for a 10th. very specific reason.
0: Fourteen years ago, and speaking of international soccer, I was in. Uh, let's see, Chinju, South Korea, with the World Cup was in Korea.
1: Yeah. Hey, I remember. Oh, America
0: two. was playing against South Korea on that day. How'd you kids? How'd you wife? I have never felt more national pride in my life than I did at that moment because I was surrounded by a bunch of Korean grandpas. We were watching the game together. There were four of us Americans. This is a, this is a funny visual. With like seventy Korean grandpas all staring at this big screen television watching the game. Okay, it was a preparation This day. was
1: approved by your absolutely mission president. It was. Okay, it let's was not a break Monday. the
0: rules, man. No, absolutely it was approved. But I just remember <laughs> early on in that game, there was a penalty called on America. And this old surly Korean grandpa getting in my face and being like, yeah. <laughs> and like clapping in my face. I was so and your, bothered. And
1: your tags on, you're like. <laughs> yeah.
0: But then America blocked the penalty kick. And it was all I could do to not want to clap back in his face. <laughs> I was like, just just maintain. And I remember Clint That's a Mathis, low, low situation Clint there. Mathis with his mohawk scored a goal Clint in that game. Clint Mathis. Yeah, oh yeah. it goodness. ended in a one-to-one tie for the greater good of all that were involved in that game uh, in, that,
1: yeah. in that country. For the work in South Korea, if you know <laughs> what I mean. It was. It's a good thing that game yeah. ended. That was June 10th. I'll on, never forget it. On my two-year mission trip in Brazil... I remember we bet like ice cream with the family over Brazil-USA women's soccer. Really? And Ryan, Ryan Millar of uh, Brigham was playing for the USA men's volleyball team. So, yeah, good good times, man. <laughs> oh, Is there anything worse than somebody
0: clapping in your face in a, mem- in a moment like that? Yeah! yeah.
1: Yeah, that is pretty annoying. Oh, my goodness.
0: Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Dave Rose, head basketball coach at BYU, announced that sophomore guard Jordan Chapman is transferring from BYU. He has three years of eligibility. Much more on what that means for the future of BYU hoops in just a moment.
1: Now, the messaging with this headline is interesting because Jeff Chapman, legendary BYU player, his father, Facebook messaged that uh, Jordan got into law school at BYU yesterday. Then later in the day, it's announced that Jordan transfers from BYU. Yet, it says in the release, he has three years of eligibility. To me, that's him lobbying to play somewhere else. I could see a situation where Jordan transfers, gets into a grad program somewhere else, plays ball. I could also see a situation where Jordan just stays here and doesn't play basketball. So transfers to BYU, that remains to be seen. You don't transfer until you leave.
0: Yeah, still, so if still he goes very lo- much uh, up he, in the air what he wants to do. He was
1: here, what, a week or two ago last week? And everything seemed fine? Normal. And now, we, now he's announcing he's transferring. So th- this is an interesting move for me. And, and this affects the BYU guard line in a great way, as you mentioned. We'll break it down in just a moment. CBS Sports ranks BYU football's schedule as the fourth toughest in FBS. Fourth, fourth, fourth toughest, toughest, toughest overall? Alabama, USC, and Wisconsin ahead of Brigham. Fourth toughest. Do you understand why we've been talking about this schedule so much now and how I said seven wins would be good? Fourth toughest.
0: I'd like to see the metrics that
1: they used to determine that. Oh, good luck. Tom Fornelli, CBS Sports. One <sighs> dude's opinion, but... Fourth toughest. Wow.
0: Day two of the Major League Baseball draft underway. Mike Rucker, ace pitcher for BYU, expected to be drafted today. Brennan Lund, perhaps. Peyton Henry, BYU baseball signee. We'll see what happens to some of those elite BYU baseball players.
1: Yeah, we're just a few minutes away from that draft uh, getting underway. So if Mike Rucker is taken by the top of the hour, we'll let you know. If not, uh, hang out with us on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation. Shea Collinsworth advanced to the women's 800-meter finals with the fastest time of 2.03.32. Nice Shay. Four Cougars will be competing in the finals today at the NCAA Championships. We should mention that BYU is the only team in the country with a male and female in the finals of the 800. Shaq Walker as well.
0: Shea, awesome. if Shea qualified with the fastest time. That's got to put her in contention to potentially, hey, <laughs> win a national hey, champion. Let's get at least
1: one national champ. Plus, her husband Kyle Collinsworth working out for the Jazz today. Did you know he's worked out for twenty six uh, teams? Yeah, his dad 26. Jeff was
0: listing all of the teams, and I was like, why don't you list the teams that he hasn't worked out for? And that I'll would be more helpful. Assu- I'll just hasn't assume to look he's worked out for Real, out Real Madrid.
1: Rest. Hasn't worked out for the Westchester Knicks. Those are the only two.
0: It's Friday. Rise and shout. (laughs) Time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we.
2: It's What's Trending on BYU Sports
0: Nation. BYU basketball turnover. Head coach Dave Rose announcing last night that sophomore guard Jordan Chapman will transfer from BYU, as we just chronicled, with three years of eligibility remaining. To quote Jordan, he said, I would like to thank Coach Rose for the opportunity to play at BYU. I wish the best for him, his staff, and my former teammates in the future. Jordan was on the program last week and told us this.
3: It, it's not going to be a full load you know, like a typical law student would take at one time because it's, it's just too much work, but uh, you are kind of going to extend it out over a period of time, and, um, you know, so I'll be able to do basketball in law school at the same time. it be good.
0: How does one balance the rigors of law school – and college basketball. Well, apparently for Jordan, that's not going to happen at BYU now.
1: He said it'll be good. No, it's not good. He's transferring. Like, what happened? Like I, I don't know if you know the law school said, hey, it's going to be tough for you to play, bo- do both, or what the situation is. Yeah, maybe they put up a big fight, like, no, did, it's too much. Did Jordan get in, or does he anticipate getting into another school uh, to be able to go to uh, a different grad program, and he's hoping he could play basketball there? I, I don't know. Either way, I think he's set up nicely. The dude's a two years into college and he's going into grad school. Like the dude's pretty smart.
0: Absolutely, plans change quickly. That is the point. So what now for BYU basketball? Because this creates an interesting predicament. The Cougars now have four guards on scholarship. Only four: Nick Emery, Elijah Bryant, T.J. Haas, and Stephen Bale. Where did everyone go? Segue to our stat of the day.
2: It's the BYU
1: Sports Nation stat of the day. Four guards with eligibility remaining have left the BYU basketball team in the last seven months. Corey Calvert, Cooper Ainge, Jake Toulson, Jordan Chapman. So Calvert transferred. I still don't know where Calvert's going. Cooper Ainge left the team. Jake Toulson transferred to Utah Valley to play for the Fighting Mark Popes. And now Jordan Chapman. I don't see a lot of concern over a bunch of guys transferring like this. It It is a lot in the last seven months. Um, but I think at the end of the day, all four of those guys weren't going to be significant contributors at BYU. By significant, I mean you're the sixth man like Zach Sellius or you're a starter, right? Yet, I thought that Jordan Chapman was going to play a role on this team as a good defender, as a guy that gets out in transition, occasionally, occasionally hits a three, and now he's not there. So Stephen Bale, step up, dog. You're the only backup scholarship guard. You were a walk-on like a month ago. And, I, I don't yeah, know. He what, just got that scholarship. I don't know what you expected to do this year, but it's a lot more now, man. You're playing 12 minutes a game at least, and this this is tough. BYU has two scholarships open. Coming up, we created a help wanted poster to do our part <laughs> for BYU basketball. We will tell you what's on that poster coming up. To maintain a moderate level of depth, you would think
0: the Cougars need a couple of more guards. Is that the number one
1: concern for all of you right now, however? That brings us to our Twitter question. What's the area of most concern for BYU basketball next season, 2016-17? At Why for life the bench. With all the players transferring, it's hard to get depth. Kids these days just want their spotlight. Is that number one for you, Jerem? Absolutely. Before the Jordan Chapman transfer, it, it probably was guard depth, but it makes it guard depth for sure. Because I like the starting three that BYU are going to field out there. Lock it in. Lock it in, especially now. Elijah Bryant, uh, T.J. Haas, and Nick Emery, in no particular order at whatever position. It's, they're all combo guards anyway. Those three. Then you, you need guys behind them. What if BYU didn't have Zach Selyus this year? You see, do you see the value of a backup guard who can come in and contribute in some way? If BYU didn't have Zach Selyus, they might not have been in the NIT, for goodness sake. Yeah, say. you're
0: talking about what he did in the yes. previous season.
1: Yes. And now Zach is in Iowa. It'd be great to have Zach on this team, but he's out there serving a mission. So is that's this awesome. heaven?
0: No, it's Iowa. <laughs>
1: no, it's Iowa. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, this is this is the area of most concern for me because you only have four scholarship guards. Now with two openings at scholarship, BYU has to go after two guards. Two guards. And to me it makes the most sense to go to grad transfer or JUCO. But if there's a if there's a grad transfer out there that in and, and is going after guards immediately. We know that. Of course. They're recruiting them. Why wouldn't they? They're trying to get them in here as soon as possible, right? But it's June. It's June. It's Who's tough. available? So the grad transfers are the ones. Like, there can be some good transfer, grad transfers that are available. The JUCO guys, those guys get gobbled up generally. Yeah, that most,
0: for the most part, those guys have found a way onto a roster somewhere. Is it a walk-on that fills a significant role? Zach Frampton. Gets home from his mission later this summer will BYU rely on him to play some some type of minutes this season. I oh, This is uh, this is an interesting dialogue that has developed for BYU basketball with what they do now, trying to fill what we believe is two guard scholarship spots.
1: I, I think this is an era, a, a concern for BYU. So we thought that next year would be like okay, prep them for the two years of upperclassmen. Uh, Lone Peak 3. That's kind of the idea, right? Get them ready. for. It's not this season, it's the next season. This season, I still think BYU should be an NCAA tournament team, but I have great concern for you just need depth for potential injury, knock on wood, for ineffective play, for sickness, for... Can you imagine, like, start... You don't want to start former walk-ons if you can avoid it, right? Stephen Bales worked hard, he gets a scholarship, that's great. I wonder if BYU gets a scholarship to Zach Frampton. He Lack was with depth. the Lone Peak guy. Just because you have two open, who are you gonna get? If you don't get grad transfers, like Stephen Bayo, they're like, dude, we have a scholarship, here it is. Why not? I don't know that Bayo's gonna be on Scully for four years. We'll see. Because next year, BYU's even. The year after that, I think they're one over already. So it's hard to manage missions and guys coming in and then transfers throw a wrinkle into that. Interesting stuff. By the way, Jeff Chapman put on Twitter the BY or sorry, on Facebook. The BYU Law School accepted Jordan but wouldn't let him go to law school and play basketball at the same time.
0: So there, so that's
1: why he's bouncing. Is the reason. And then Jeff said he's not going to BYU Law School. He doesn't know where he's playing next year. When he does, I'll post it. Wow. So, okay. so he's so gone from BYU.
0: From the source, from his dad. Transfer from BYU. There you go. They will not allow it. And who knows why? I mean, there were some people yesterday that were like, I've gone through BYU Law School. I don't know how in the world – He's going to do both. No, I, I just get it. don't. I don't know how.
1: I don't blame the law school in any way in this. It's you, you got to do your thing to be a credible law school. Not worry about one basketball player, right?
0: Absolutely. You know the lack of depth clearly is a concern for me. However, it just kind of funnels into part of something that Dave Rose told us yesterday, which is his number one concern approaching the season. Listen to this.
2: Uh, there's there's real concern in uh, the youth of this group, the inexperience of this group. Out of the 13
0: scholarship guys, 11 of them are going to be uh, freshmen and sophomores. Wow. I'd, I've never been through that. I'm going to hop on that train with the head ball coach. This team is young <laughs> and now facing a depth concern at guard. It's going to take some time for this team to gel, especially with late additions to the roster now that they have to take care of.
1: Yes. You're going to... I'd be shocked if BYU doesn't at least give out their two scholarships to somebody. Does Zach Frampton get one, or does BYU bring in grad transfers or JUCOs or a combo of that? We'll see. I think that the talent that BYU has on the team is really good. You just need some guys behind the starters. You really do. Gonzaga was the exception to this rule. Last year they had like two guys off the bench. uh, Silas Melson and I forgot the backup center who hurt his ankle in Vegas. Oh, yeah. Or, or at the yeah. end in the BYU game or whatever. That it, it's tough. It's really tough without depth.
0: Doesn't mean expectations aren't high because we all know that they are, but there's still a void. And as Jerry mentioned, we want to do our part. We want to help BYU basketball in any way that we can, including flyer propaganda. We will show you how we are contributing <laughs> coming up in about 30 minutes. Conversation happening right now. Use the hashtag BYUSN. What is your number one concern for BYU hoops? Up next, BYU national champion and hoops analyst Blaine Fowler back for a Friday party. What is his number one concern for BYU basketball? Shaka. BYU Sports Station presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcast on BYU radio, moving pictures. Those are on BYU TV and our conversation happening right now on Twitter. Follow at BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag BYUSN.
1: Hey, coming up on uh, BYU Football Media Day, which is less than, what, three weeks away? Awesome. 20 days away. June 30th, noon Eastern time, a two-hour edition of the show with Kalani Sitake, Jamal Williams, and others live on BYU TV and BYU Radio.
0: 20 days away.
1: Now that's a countdown I like.
0: What is the area of most concern <laughs> for BYU basketball in 2016-17? That's our Twitter question today. At one bald Cairo doc chimes in. Davey Youngins. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <It's> true. <clears throat> and that's what, Dave, true. that's what Dave Rose referenced yesterday. So young.
1: Re, now, someone said to me yesterday, well, Kentucky and Duke get over that. BYU's not dealt with this. This is very different. Plus, the guys that BYU's getting are not McDonald's All-Americans. They're top 100s, but they're not like NBA first-rounders one-and-done guys. There's, there's a difference there. What
0: is the state of BYU basketball right now needing a couple of guards to put on scholarship and with having this movement of youth coming into the program? It just gets more interesting with the status of Jordan Chapman transferring, which we learned is because law school at BYU will not allow him to do, to do both, to go to law school which I and get, play basketball. Which
1: I get, you know.
0: Joining us now, a man who knows a thing or two about putting in a good, hard day's worth of work, Blaine Fowler, Uncle B, back in Studio B. Nice to have you with us, Blaine. It's
2: good to be here. I'm I'm ready to go. By the way, I called Coach Rose. Actually, I saw and I said, "Hey, I've seen some flyers around (laughs) looking for guards." That's my. I used to play the point. We have to have somebody that comes in and spells Nick. Yeah. And I'm ready to roll. And then, and then, Coach said what happens the first time you sprint from the top of the key to half court? And I go, well, both of my hamstrings will blow off the back of my legs and fall on it. I won't just pull them. They'll just blow right off the back yeah. of my legs. I said, I can't sprint, but I'm there for you. I will just stand out there, and I'll be a spot-up jump shooter. And he okay. said, Nah, you know what? Can't use you. <laughs> he needs somebody that could actually defend and run, and so I'm out. Also I'm somebody – Even though you, I have one you, more year you of basketball. Have eligibility? One in basketball. I'm done with my football. I have one <laughs> basketball year left. Jordan
0: Chapman transferring. There are only four guards on scholarship right now for BYU Hoops. This is a dramatic change because it was always guard heavy, right? And now it's like, well, who who else are we going to find? How much of a concern is that for you?
2: It, it is a big concern. There, there's some there's some things. As soon as I heard that Jordan was going, I a couple of things popped into my head. I was like, uh-oh, what happens when there's foul problems? So if you have foul trouble, um, what happens if you have a single injury? where somebody's going to miss some time, and then it takes away Dave's options. You remember when BYU beat Gonzaga up there um, the first time, and then when, they play, when they've played him well, it's because Dave's been able to give them matchup problems. When, when Gonzaga's saying, hey, we're going to hit you with Sabonis, Karnowski, and Wilcher all on the front line, how are you going to match up with that? And Dave's going, oh, we're not, but how are you going to match up with us? On the- we'll go play zone, small, and then you try to match up when I put four guards on the floor. And four good guards, so it takes away options to create matchup or mismatch problems for the opponent. When you basically have three guys that you can that you can have in there at a time, you can't. You really can't go four guard offense unless one of the big younger guys can move out and play the wing and contribute in a good way.
0: That might be Yoli Childs. Yeah,
2: it, it might. Yeah, and I don't know. I was, I was thinking, Dashtrip just got back. How are his ball handling skills at 6'10"? Can he get out there? <laughs> Can he get out uh, there and play to win? what we're win? talking about, right? I know. It's, it's, it is a concern. I think the, the biggest thing is it eliminates some options for Dave and that staff um, to create mismatches. Uh, you know, Hopefully they stay healthy. And, and it also concerns you in practice because if you're playing a team that has three good guards – and you want to go hard in practice, you need to have six guards. I really feel like they need to have six good guards on the roster as a minimum, and, and now they've got four, and they're going to have to go out and find find somebody to come in and play there.
1: Two open scholarships. It makes sense to me that they'd try and get at least one grad transfer, if not two, uh, let, which they haven't done. I, I don't know that they've ever done, but they haven't done in recent history. Or you get JUCO
2: guys that have kind of been picked over already in June. Yeah, this is the problem is it's so late. And so if you know that you've got that void to fill, uh, then you you go out and you recruit a JC guy, and you can actually go recruit him. Senior transfers, the problem with that is you don't go recruit those guys. They come recruit you. Mm-hmm. So your, your recruiting mechanism is not set up to go, hey, let's look who's graduating on time around the country and see if we can go contact them and convince them to come to BYU. That's not how it works. Somebody's graduating, they're not quite liking their situation or they've wanted to be at BYU and and all of a sudden they're going, "Hey, you know what? I got a year of eligibility left. I'm going to contact Dave Rose in the BYU program and see if there's room." And and if they're a great player or if they're a good player, or they fit a role, then you go, "Heck yeah, come on, come on." You typically don't go proactively recruit senior transfers, they come to you, especially not this late. Now there may be somebody around that now sees this news and goes, "Oh. Do you know what? I would love to go there, um, and I could actually get some playing time now. And so I'm going to contact Dave Rose right now. Based on this news, I'm going to proactively go go contact him. That, that's how that one's going to have to work. So we're more likely to see a late JC signee, but you're right. They've been picked over, Jeremy. That's, that's the problem. It is so late, it's going to be difficult to fill that with a quality JC player. And unless somebody reaches out to them based on the news that they're seeing, thinking they get playing time, and says, hey – I'm I'm, I'm graduating on time and here in May, or I just graduated on time, can I come? That's that's unlikely. Stephen
0: Bayo is the fourth guard. He was originally a preferred walk-on. Now he has been given a scholarship because of the openings. Zach Frampton will come off of his mission, a guy that went to Lone Peak High School and has played uh, with a number of the guys on the BYU basketball team. But that still leaves one open spot. I mean, is it? Davin Gwynn played sparing minutes off of the bench late in games
2: last year. Now, does,
0: does his role have to increase if they can't find somebody else? Yeah,
2: Gwynn or Frampton are going to have to be able to step out there. And can one of those guys become a Brock Richner? You know, yes.
1: who, who a nobody, Zilstra, Craig Cusick. Yeah, walk-ons. Who, on who you
2: just go? Nobody really knows about. But when they get their chance to be in the spotlight, all of a sudden they're hey, wow, this guy can play. Who knew? So somebody's going to have to be that guy, and my bet is somebody will step up and be that guy uh, that that will play better than any of us expected when they're put into the spotlight and they get minutes in practice. And and you you just don't know. So so many of these guys are so far removed from high school – that they could be significantly better than they were in high school. Post-mission, number of years in the program, playing against a high competition, now you put them in the spotlight and all of a sudden you go, hey, this guy can produce. This is a guy that can come off the bench and give depth. Is that Gwynn? Maybe it is.
1: Yeah. I wonder about BYU's scheme, too, because it is so guard-heavy. But you may look at those backups and go, I'm not sure that they're going to be able to run this to the, this level. Or, hey, let's use, let's emphasize our post play. Like when Jimmer Fredette graduated, Noah Hartsock became a bigger part of the offense. It was still guard heavy, but Brandon Davies had the most post catches, I think, nationally that year. Maybe it becomes more, more of an
2: emphasis on the, on the front court. I, I think that that's going to be the case. We, we saw the Zags do that last year where it was a front court oriented offense, but... When they really got good down the stretch and when they moved into the NCAA tournament, it's when the guard play stepped up and they had more balance. And so the thing that I was looking forward to this year, and I still think we can look forward to it, because there's, hey, Bryant and Emery and Hawes are quality, quality. That's as good a three as there are talent-wise anywhere in the country. Now, they're young. Bayo is really, really talented, but, I mean, freshmen typically don't know how to play defense. You know, typically the guys that you go recruit, rarely do you have this great defender that you're bringing in because they're scorers. They have scorers' mindsets. That's why they're in the limelight in high school. And you bring them in, and there's a transition time between when they come in and when they go, oh, this is serious business. This defense thing is serious business, and coach isn't going to put me on the floor if I can't defend. Yeah, it's not typical to find a guy like Jackson Emery. Right. That. Jackson Emery has a unique skill set that he brought to BYU, and and you look back. Is there ever been a better on the ball defender than Jackson Emery? I mean, he just came with that with that mentality. Those guys don't come very often, exactly. And and so you typically get guys that are scoring twenty two to thirty points a game in high school. They're not asked to defend that much on on the other end, and they just go down and score. Now they come, and from day one, you got to start drilling defense into these guys. Now they'll they'll start drilling it, and so. Remember, Hawes has been on a mission for a couple of years, and he's right out of high school. Bayo's right out of high school. We're going to see. I-, I believe they have the skill set to be really good defenders. they got the lateral quickness. they got good length to play on the outside. But it's a mindset thing, and they're going to have to start drilling that into those guys right now if they're going to be affected. And if they can, then this can be a really balanced team and can be really good because the front line now is going to match up with the backcourt, and we didn't have that here last year. <laughs> you-, you know what BYU should do? They should talk to
1: Talon Chumway and say, okay, you just come over from football and play basketball. You were a part of that Lone Peak National Championship team. And then Connor Toulson was the other guy on that team, played at Salt Lake Community College, going to UVU. Had he waited just a little bit, you could have had that same Lone Peak team at BYU. Yeah. The whole team.
2: <laughs> you talk about the Lone Peak 3. The Lone Peak team. You know, I, in, you know who knows what they're going to do to fill that last <laughs> one. But, but you, you mentioned, I can't remember if it was you, Jeremy, or you, Spencer, that said everybody's going, hey – Duke and Kentucky bring guys in. There was a the guy that turned them. Not, not I mean. to diminish how good TJ and Nick can be because I think they're great. But the guys Duke and Kentucky are bringing in, they're going, well, this is a for sure thing. They're an NBA first round draft pick. So they are they if, are leaving if if after they one If they could year. come right out of high school, they'd get drafted right now. You know, and so as good as these guys are, that's not what we're saying about these guys. I think that some of these guys are going to be NBA guys that are on on this on this roster. I, you know, hey, Mika, Dastrup, these guys can play. And and Nick Emery, if he continues to progress, Hawes. I, I don't. You know, these guys have the skill set to be able to play, but they're not automatic guys coming in. They're not Jabari Parker. They're not Jabari Parker. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So now collectively, with the talent they have, a bunch of top one hundred guys, this can be. And I know that Dave hates this. He just talked about it the other day. The expectations are so high because this is really a great collection of talent. If they can get these guys to play together as a team, this is a team that can go a long way. We heard him for the first time say, slow the roll. Well, because they're so young. He was saying, we're so young, yeah. So what did I I say? I don't know, a few weeks ago we were talking about this. I was like, people that expect these guys to go to the Elite Eight or to the Final Four this year, come on. Especially now with, with Chapman going, because Chapman's a guy that could come in and spell at point guard, could handle and the ball. He was a he's, defender, he's a distributor. And whenever they had a good perimeter player, and they were they were bleeding defense, they would send Jordan in and say, "Could you please go shut this guy down?" Who's that guy going to be this year? A and, question Yeah, and yeah. so so now that you know expectations shouldn't be quite as high, but I've always said the next year this is a top fifteen basketball team. Wow. This is a top 15 basketball team in two years. So let's be patient with these guys, especially with this late change at the guard line. Let's let these young guys develop and learn how to defend. Um, and And then... Let's have big expectations for the next year. Now, having said that, this is a talented enough group. If they can figure it out and defend and stay healthy, there's no reason they can't be a top 25 team this next year. Yeah, It just but, might take a couple but, months. But, but people yeah. are thinking this is a Final Four team it right now. Time it takes time to gel.
0: It takes time, especially when you're adding guys super late. They yeah. still have to add guys. Yeah. you got to give them time to play together. Blaine, great stuff. Always Thank nice you. to talk to you, man. Our Twitter question today, what is the area of most concern for BYU basketball in 2016-17? You chime in at Dr says youth. No questioning their talent and prep accomplishments, but this is D1. Maybe bumpy for the first year.
1: I'd give them a couple months. Let's see how they're playing March.
0: Let them gel. Up next, Nick Kurtz of BYU football. What are the expectations like for the senior wide receiver with two solid quarterbacks? This like, is the BYU Sports Nation. Chris Polo. Welcome back on a Friday. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere.
1: 20 days from now is BYU Football Media Day, live on BYU TV and BYU Radio. State of the program in the morning BYU Sports Nation. In the afternoon, BYU Football 1996 revisited. Very excited about that. As well as a special BYU Sports Nation. Uh, with some members of the 1996 team as well. Check it out June 30th here on BYU TV and BYU Radio. The 1996
0: post-game show on yeah, BYU Sports show. Nation. Exactly. We'll Let
1: recap how awesome the 20-point win over Utah was that year. <laughs> BYU ran for 300 yards.
0: 37-17. Yeah, Steve Sarkeesian passed for 112 yards in that game, and they won it by the ball like 12 times. No, yeah. I love it yeah. so much. Oh, no, not even that. I think it 73 yards or something.
1: It was crazy.
3: Nick Kurtz is here. Before i introduced... 96. uh, My my receiver coach at Girls Small College, KOK Louis. What? He was your receiver coach? That's part of the reason why I'm here. Wow. I got another good one. Yeah. So it's not only to him. See, I always had – okay, I didn't even realize it. See, I didn't know what BYU was growing up. I didn't know what it was in high school nothing. I finally found out when I started getting recruited. But little did I know I had connections everywhere. I I didn't realize this, but my uh, high school receiver coach when I was a sophomore – um, he hit me up just recently, and I, he told me he played football at BYU. I didn't even realize that. He played football at BYU. Oh. Then we had um, his name's Coach Forti. Uh, first name, I can't think of, but it's Forti. Okay. Then we had uh, K.O., and he was my receiver coach at Grossmont. Wow. And then one of the, one of the all-time greats, Leon White, uh, yeah. linebacker. Yeah. He was my brother's best friend's father. Nick. So I had Ty. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's always been in my blood. I, I just didn't know. It was meant to be. It was meant to be the
0: whole time. It was I didn't even meant
1: know it. to be. Darren Forte, 80s? I honestly. Does that, that sound familiar? I'm looking him up. Let's see if there's. <laughs> <is>. No, that's, <laughs> got to be, that's got to be, it's him. Gotta be him. That's right? got to be him. Yeah. C- Receiver. Randy? Yeah.
3: From Sandy, Utah. I'm oh, going, his,
1: that's him. Oh, Eldon's kid? Eldon is one of the all time greats here as see, well. It's played not, in the 70s. It. Yeah, It's just been in my blood. I don't even know it.
3: The
0: stars have aligned. Uh, they have. Clearly, they have. for Nick Kurtz to wear the stretch Y <laughs> at BYU. <laughs> that's awesome. Welcome officially to Studio B, by the way. I'm Thank glad you me. interjected right there. We yep. learned something very interesting Good. there. Have you been to. in here?
3: I have been in here for certain things, but I've never been invited to your guys' show. You know, just a couple of calls. Nick. Yeah. Never really get yeah. invited. It's all good, though. I get it's it. It's right after practice, bro. No, no, I get it. Not enough touchdowns. That's this cool. Though. <laughs> <laughs> this year. Somehow Devon Blackman made it in with no touchdowns. Okay, no, now happened. Yeah, yeah it's because he had the swag. That's <laughs> what it was. He had the swag, the comedy. I get it.
0: Yeah, your dad's going to give us a hard time oh. about that. <laughs> <laughs> We're bringing it. Dude, you guys got to bring him on here. That's what you got to do. He's given me all sorts of good stuff, namely uh, uh, a nickname for your good buddy Mitch Matthews, Mad Dog video. Matthews, yeah. who is uh, competing with Kansas City right now. What are the conversations with uh, your your best friend and your old roommate like now that he's trying to make it in the NFL?
3: Yeah. Um, it's been really cool because he's kind of like trying to set the path for us. You know, BYU wide receivers, we've been trying to set the path you know, for the future, and hopefully you know, this class can also be a part of that. We can start getting guys drafted out of here because it's been unfortunate to see you know guys not getting drafted but uh it's awesome because he sends me film with him you know he shows me you know things that he's been working on and whatnot and it's just cool to see at the next level and for me it's like I'm getting an early head start so I think it's going to pay off throughout the year and you know it's, it's made me work a lot harder this year um because I've realized you know this is my last chance at it so
1: what's the mindset for you with that last chance um kind of ideology of you hurt your I, th- I think Uh, You were you were injured, and then Richard. What was the injury? It was was my
3: my left uh, fifth metatarsal, so my foot pretty much broke bone. So
1: we thought that was going to be your junior year, uh, yeah. But here you are in 2016. Mm -hmm.
3: So that ended up being a really good thing for me um, because it gave me this extra year and. I mean, you could even ask a dude like Devon, like it goes by fast when you're in junior college, especially him. He got here in summer and just next thing you know, you know, your career at BYU is over. And so for me, it was kind of cool because even though it was a struggle, you know, I gained this entire year where not only was I able to to learn a lot on the field and give me a chance to grow, but also off the field, you know, I was able to get into the Marriott school, which I would, I I wasn't going to do if I didn't have this extra year. Um, And so it's, it's kind of helped me out a lot and I've enjoyed my time here and, you know, every day is just a blessing here and I'm, you know, I'm happy to be here. How do you feel about the
0: multitude of changes now? I mean, you have it's crazy from day one when you got here to now where we are going into your senior season as a third year at BYU. <laughs>
3: things have changed. Yep,
0: what has it been like you've? For you to process all that?
3: I I think that it's actually my fault that, uh, you know, we keep. Here's what it is our strength coaches. I've been here for three years and I've had three different strength coaches. So I think it's because I'm still skinny, you know, they're just getting fired. It's really based off of my my strength. (laughs) How do you. Are you trying to gain weight? I I, I don't know if you can tell, but I actually have gained some weight. Because I I was about. I I was around 205 last year and now I'm pushing like 212 and I'm trying to get to 215 and then. If I get to 215, I'm going to keep trying to go. So, Because, I mean, that's, that's something that I definitely need to, to get.
1: Are you on the wake up at 2 a.m. and eat a peanut butter See, that, that sandwich I'm not, deal?
3: I'm not on that, but I'm working with Dan. Dan's our nutritionist, and he's been uh, helping me out a ton. Um, and you know, so That's one of those things that I was like, hey, i got to start getting serious about this and start trying to really put on weight. Because it's hard when you're tall like me. Maybe I'll be that shooting guard you guys need. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, BYU we basketball we need some needs help. a guard, man. We need yeah. some
1: help. No, we, if, <laughs> you Instagrammed a video of you uh, – like double pump uh, dunking or something a while back, a couple months ago, right? Yeah. That was pretty good. That,
3: no, that was just a show off. I'm actually not very good at basketball. If I'm going to play basketball, it's got to be uh, just a little street ball, and I'm playing as the big man. All right? I'm, I, I don't really have a shot, unfortunately. I've always wished I had one, but I don't. So I. It might not be my job right there.
1: We played a little bit last year because in the Mitch Matthews College, oh, yeah. you came and hung out. You guys didn't
3: let me dunk though. That's the thing. Yeah, are you gonna are you gonna jump over no, me no, and dunk you see, this year? I can't year? do it because I wasn't invited last year. I was just a, i was just <laughs> gonna get someone else and I'll just go in the back and I'll just clap again. <laughs> Nick's bitter, man. He Nick's wasn't got invited. <laughs> <laughs> Nick Kurtz has an agenda. Uh, shoot. <laughs> yeah. No, I just love, I, I like doing anything. That's why I came out to this. You know, when they told me come out here, I was like, of course. You know, I can go see my guys, even though they, they even it. though they don't usually invite <laughs> me, I'll come up here and say what's up to them. This guy. Oh my god. Thank
0: you for. Stenius, the hand of mercy, uh,
2: mercy. and <laughs> gracing us with your presence today.
0: Uh, Five senior wide receivers this year, and with a new offense pro style, new offense coordinator, Ty Detmer, how do you see your role changing and developing in your senior year?
3: Yeah, well, for me, it's going to be completely different because last year, you know, we already had uh, a lot of experienced seniors. And so we were just rotating like crazy in this offense because everyone got tired. But with this new offense, you know, I kind of get a chance to uh, really slip into that senior role and try to be a leader. And then the cool part is that in the pro style offense, this is what I ran when I was in junior college. Look at a little Hail Mary right there. Uh, this is what I ran in junior college. So I got to, uh, I got to experience this um, where you get to go in the huddle. I can't focus when I'm watching that. You know, you guys are playing When you showed you show your fourth down conversion <laughs> against Nebraska, I ran back into that guy for no reason. I should have scored right there. Yeah, I don't know why you didn't yeah, score. I don't know, but so. you set up
1: Hail Mary, you know?
3: Yeah, okay, back to what I was saying. Yeah, with the pro style offense, it's cool for me because we get to go in this huddle and I get to go be uh, on the strong side. So, you know, whether that's the right side or the left side, I'll be rotating in on both sides uh, throughout the entire game, which we didn't get to do in the last offense because it's just no huddle. And then it's cool when you get in the huddle and you're talking to your teammates, you know, every play, like, hey, you know, let's go get this, like, let's make this happen. You know, sometimes we'll get in the huddle and be like, hey, in, in spring ball, we we'll would be like, hey, man, we got Michigan State, you know, we got Mississippi State, let's focus up. You know, we got to be ready for those games. So it's cool to just be able to communicate with you guys like that.
0: Maybe if you Scored a touchdown against Nebraska, we would yeah. have had you in the studio. That, no, that's earlier. definitely what it was. <laughs> yeah. That's what it had to be. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna legends, we were like, baby. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh, so fantastic. That's
1: that's another great story we should bring up. So the Hail Mary, you're in the end zone. Um, are, when that ball's in the air, are, were you thinking, "Hey, that's I need mine. to come and make a yeah, play on yeah, it"?
3: No. Yeah. Um, definitely. I think that we were all in that mindset where like. I have to go make this play. You know, it was me, Taryn and Mitch, and I'm sure everyone else was like, This has to be my ball, otherwise it's not gonna get caught. And so I'm running downfield and the ball's coming at me and I'm kind of in the back of the end zone. But this was actually a play that we had set up where I run the back of the end zone, Taryn gets the middle and uh, Mitch runs the front. And so it wasn't a mistake the way that it worked out because what happened was is me and Tanner kind of in the back and we pulled the defense back a little bit. And I tried to fight for the ball, but they just start grabbing you and pushing you. And then I just see the ball flying. I was like, oh, game over. And the next thing you know, I see just number 10 going in and grabbing that ball with two to three, four defenders, whatever it was on him. And then when he landed... I still, like, I was like, okay, hey, there's no way that happened. And then I'm looking, and I'm like, he's not in the end zone. Because he was barely in the end zone. Like, he was just, the ball was across. So I'm sitting there, like, there's no way. And then I turn, and I'm, like, excited. But then I see the ref put his hands up. And that's when I jumped on it. I was like, we're legends. We're legends. <laughs> and then Taran goes and hugs the ref. And that was, like, the craziest... No doubt, the craziest moment of my life, for sure.
1: Unfortunately, you're the odd man out in that situation because Taryn is known for the hug. Oh yeah, Mitch will be known for the catch, yeah. and then who was that other
3: guy again? Yeah, no, it's five, Nick Kurtz. No don't head. forget, <laughs> you could be the Legends <laughs> guy, right? Uh, Kurtz uh, yeah, you could be the that. Legends guy. Yeah, it's me and Mitch joke around because th- that was I had a really good game that game, and like it just went. No one ever remembered it. No one cares. You had it's the <laughs> 53 yard catch <laughs> in the first half. Yeah. You had the fourth down conversion. Yeah, yeah, it was really. Oh cool. well, yeah, it, it was. It was. It was I think it was the most yards I had all season. 123 and was, was that? Yeah. Was that what it was? It's, yeah, you got it's true. I just remember <laughs> the hail mary
1: it's, and Adam Hine's drop yeah. play on third down. Or that whatever. was sweet. Nick Kurtz at yeah.
0: 123
3: yards receiving <laughs> against <Get back>. Nebraska. <laughs> that's funny. No, mark that good down. Though. Hey, man. We, I'm just glad to be part of that game and our whole team, and that was such a fun time, just a great experience.
0: CBS Sports ranked BYU's schedule approaching the fourth most difficult in the entire country, and I know that's one. Uh, station or website or man's opinion, if you will. But what do you think about the challenge that awaits you? Because you just mentioned, hey, we got Michigan State, we got Mississippi State, we got Boise State, we got Utah, Arizona, yeah. UCLA. What do you think about that?
3: Um, for me, it's it's awesome because this is a great chance for us to go make big plays against big teams. And when we're doing that, it puts you out on you know big time TV, and that's what we need. You know, I, we don't want to you know, go against some teams that, you know, we think we're going to smash. It's good. Let's be the underdogs and let's go out and win games and let's have confidence out there. And when you're doing that, you're making statements and it will always give you a chance to get back into the ranking game because, you know, that's kind of what happened to us this last year. We we won, you know, our first two games and then we lost those second two and it was tough to just climb back into the rankings after that. But here it's going to be like, you know, we got game in, game out and you're always staying focused. You're always ready to go. So I'm excited for it for sure. And it's going to be on film for uh, the scouts to see all of us. So it'll be a good thing.
0: Just make sure you're in Tide at
3: ear. Hey, coach, throw me the ball. <laughs> throw, throw me the ball. Uh, I, I already give him enough stuff about that. So <laughs> <laughs> We need to get you back on, man. Can we do this again soon? I don't know. You know, honestly, like... <laughs> You know, this might be the one and only. Thing. <laughs> He's throwing it back. That's in our it. Face uh, now. Oh my God. I'd love to come back whenever you guys are. Uh, whenever you're open.
0: Yes, we need, We're we need to do this again. Legends. <laughs> I love it. Nick Kurtz, senior wide receiver for BYU football, in Studio B, and we need you to
3: sign our stretch Y flag, my friend. Let's go. I Give haven't it. signed our flag. The Y, the big Y that we that we carry out on the field.
1: You haven't you signed have this? Are you even invested
3: in this hurt. program, Listen, Nick? When I was hurt, it just that's just what happened. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to have him
0: sign our stretch wide there flag. You go. Dude, this is the thing yeah, go. put it right in the center so you can find it easy. Why do you have to put it with holes?
1: <laughs> Listen, we don't we don't have power five money for a power five oh set, dude. This is indie money, bro. <laughs> Complaining about the
0: backdrop. No, I know, it's, it's it's not the most conducive for <laughs> for uh, autographs. But Nick, again, it's great to talk to you, man. Yeah, thank you
3: guys for having me. Appreciate
0: it. Hey Jeremy, do you know how many days till BYU plays Arizona? Unfortunately, yes. Countdown to the Wildcats! 85 days, 85 days away from game number one.
1: We count down every day.
3: Okay, that's good. We we'll focus get on
1: Arizona. We'll get there. Do well, you think Mo Longy will be at the game, by the way? He's in the Phoenix Mission. Ha- oh, the,
3: oh the big he'll dude. be there. He'll, and we'll see him. He'll have like two or three seats for himself. <laughs> He's a big dude. He's a big dude. I'll give him my tickets.
0: <laughs> All Americans competing for national championships this weekend. Details about that on the way and the latest from the Major League Baseball draft. Stay with us on BYU Sports Nation.
1: Don't ever forget, Nick Kurtz had 123
0: <laughs> <laughs> BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton, Jerem Jordan hanging out in Studio B on a Friday. So if it's a Friday, that means it's the Studio Bizzle, right?
1: Yeah. Montel Jordan.
0: <laughs> this is how we do it. If you miss an episode of this show live, how dare you. But you can watch the rebroadcast weeknights, BYU TV, 6 p.m.
1: Eastern. If you missed the Nick Kurtz interview, he's fantastic. He uh, told us that was probably the last in-studio interview <laughs> with us. But he was great. He was great. Uh, you can check out interviews like that, uh, BYU Sports Nation, Studio C, uh, Story Track, and so on, on the uh, BYU TV app on Apple TV, fourth generation only. It's brand new. Just a couple weeks old. Check it out.
0: Don't forget the heroics of Nick Kurtz in that Nebraska game. I have
1: totally game. forgotten how good he was in that game.
0: 123 yards. I think he had five catches. One of the longest plays from scrimmage for BYU all season. A 53-yard catch. his
1: first game at BYU, he goes 5 for one twenty.
0: And that fourth down miraculous conversion. Tanner Mangum's fourth and one. getting drilled on his way out of bounds. Throws it up. Nick Kurtz goes yeah. back and gets the ball and picks
1: up a huge first down. That, that kept B- that allowed BYU to win the game. BYU's down four. Went for it on their own like 38. Yeah, that was r- Robert and I gutsy call.
0: That if that doesn't happen, BYU doesn't win that game. No,
1: yeah. Oh, pretty, I love pretty, it. Pretty crazy. I love the domino effect so he's, much. He's great. Hopefully, that's not the last in studio interview. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <how> about <laughs> please, all the conne- please come back. Nick? All the connections with BYU. Before. Leon White, Darren Forti. Yeah, K O K L Louis.
0: I had no idea that K O K L Louis was his position
1: coach. Nick, I'm Nick Kurtz was a top five JC receiver. It's BYU's lucky to have.
0: And he said, "KO is a big reason why I'm at BYU." That's cool. What is the area of most concern for BYU basketball in 2016-17? That is our Twitter question today at HistoryGeek1776 says, "Enough players?" Well, question
1: mark. Luckily, you only need five, but you need more for depth.
0: That's right. We have done our due diligence this morning. We, we always w- do, Spencer. We want to go the extra mile to help BYU basketball. Find their guys with these open scholarship positions available. Two, uh, two
1: scholars, So help wanted, baby.
0: So Jerem Jordan, uh, I, I think you – didn't you walk around?
1: Yeah, I, I actually walked around campus. And off flyers? Yeah, I, I dropped off some flyers around campus. Let's, let's talk about it. So, <laughs> so we made a flyer, help wanted, okay? Could this be you? That's a picture of a BYU basketball <laughs> player. Here's some of the criteria to be a guard. Uh, for the BYU basketball team. Previously playing for Lone Peak High School helpful, but not required. <laughs> Buckets is part of your regular vocabulary. You must know the difference between micro and macronutrients. Chase Fisher taught us about this. You can at least try on defense.
0: Yeah, yeah, and safety... Is very important to you. You've never seen a bad shot. Yep. You've won at least one intramural or stake church championship. <laughs> Must hate anything from
1: Spokane. That's it. If you're interested, call 801 555 BYU1. That's 801 555 BYU1. BYU basketball. Looking for two guards. We're just trying to do our best to hook them up. It could work for you. For you, Fred McGriff. Yeah. <laughs> So, BYU BYU needs two guards. Hopefully, we can help. Will somebody actually call 801-555-BYU1? Yeah, I called it to make sure it doesn't work. (laughs) It doesn't work. Wait, you know what we thought about doing? was just sending all the calls to Lauren Frankham's phone. (laughs) We should have done that.
0: If this was April Fool's Day, we would have put a real phone number on there.
1: Lauren's like, hello, all day. Yeah, I can play guard. (laughs) Or, Or, uh... A bunch, of, a bunch of parents and grandpa saying, "Yeah, my nephew, uh, grandson can play."
0: funny story about Lauren Frankham, one of our sideline reporters. She's in, Gua- she's in Guatemala right now. Is she recruiting in Guatemala? And so, I don't think she has capability to her phone. So if she got home, like she oh, have like eight hundred voice Maybe messages. Maybe we should do it right now. What's her? <laughs>
1: I'm not doing. It.
0: <laughs> I, I like Lauren. Uh, yeah, we like her. If I we didn't like, like Lauren, do I would do it. her. Yeah. Holy cow. I like Lauren. What is the area of most concern for BYU Hoops in 2016-17 at Melocopter?
1: Oh, I'm going to put this up, by the way. Says it's my, this well, yeah, going throw on it up. the poster throw it up, until man. they fill the scholarships, okay?
0: Mellocopter says, my number one concern is Gonzaga. I think Jerem Jordan can get on board with that to a degree. Maybe not his number one Down concern. Down yeah. But Gonzaga is always there at John Ben twelve oh nine. Youth, although this will be a great problem to have for future seasons. And Dave Rose said, "Look, if we can have these guys together for eighty or hundred games, that could be very special." He says it's an immediate concern for the upcoming season. Just give this time or this team some time to gel. <laughs> help, help wanted over the BYU basketball poster. Nice.
1: Yeah, until they, until they fill the scholarships in some way, or they just the season starts, that's going to be up there.
0: Up next, Major League Baseball draft update for some aspiring BYU baseballers and national championship this weekend for BYU track and field. BYU Sports Station brought to you by Dexter and DexterLaw.com for help when you need it most. Let's
1: whip it!
2: It's time for the Cougar Around.
1: Men's basketball. Dave Rose out, sophomore guard Jordan Chapman is transferring from BYU. Chapman has three years of eligibility. Also, Kyle Collinsworth is working out for the Utah Jazz today, and he's worked out for 26 of the 38, 30 NBA teams. Football. That has to mean something good, right? That many teams?
0: CBS Sports ranks BYU's football schedule as the fourth toughest
1: in FBS. Baseball. Day 2 of the Major League Baseball draft about to get underway. Mike Rucker expected to be taken today. Also look for Brennan Lund and or Peyton Henry, among others, to be drafted this weekend. Track, Track and field. field.
0: Shay Collinsworth advanced to the women's 800-meter final with a time of 2 minutes, 3 seconds, and 1,300. Zach Blackham kicks off today's finals competition at 8 Eastern in the high jump with Aaron Fletcher in the steeplechase, Shaq Walker in the 800-meter finals, and Rory Linkletter in the 5,000-meter as
1: well. Soccer. The men's team lost to the Fresno Fuego. 2-0 last night. They play Fresno again Saturday at 9 Eastern on Southfield.
2: Cougars in the PGA.
0: Zach Blair is in action at the St. Jude Classic <gasps> in Memphis, Tennessee.
1: St. Jude.
0: He is currently two over through 14 holes in round
1: two. Cougars, Cougars in the minors. Jacob Brugman went one for 3 with three RBIs for the AAA Nashville Saints.
0: Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help When you need it most, DexterLaw.com. Who deserves such a lofty
1: designation? The 800-meter tracks through Shay Collinsworth and Shaq Walker both uh, in the finals. Congratulations, BYU, the only school with a male and female in the 800 finals.
0: Well done to Shea and Shaq. By the way, we talked about Steve Sarkeesian and that 1996 team beating Utah on the road, running for over 300 yards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At McMinn Five uh, has messaged me and said Sark threw for seventy yards and no touchdowns in that game, ending a consecutive game streak with passing touchdowns. Mm. So that
1: seven that, for twelve. He but was he seven for twelve because BYU had two awesome running backs, Ronnie Jenkins and Brian McKenzie, yes. both ran for one fifty plus. Holy Woo! cow! Yeah, that was the last time BYU I, blew out Utah in football. Be- beat him by more than one possession. Yeah. I sat in the Utah student section for that game as a BYU fan. What an el- that was an elite <laughs> choice. Literally, Utah fans threw donuts. Good at me and my good uncle good. And good friends. Hate donuts, on, man. At least try rocks. Come <laughs> no, on, no, don't don't
0: encourage that left of violence. <laughs> thank you, thank you for the donuts. What is the I didn't area? F- it. Points concern for BYU basketball in 2016 17 at JJ Crow 3 says, We always lack defensively, it seems. Now we lose our top on ball defender. What happens when shooters get cold? you got to play defense.
1: Yeah, it's true. That's why you go inside when the shooters get cold.
0: Our elite tweet of the day from Matt Daniel A01271016. Emery and Hawes will make too many threes. The Nets might catch fire. The
1: Nets might catch fire. <laughs> we'll see, man. Thanks to Blaine Fowler, Nicholas Kurtz, and everyone on our crew. The conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter using the hashtag BYUSN.
0: Yeah, how good were the guests today? Blaine, fantastic. Nick Kurtz came with an agenda. He he was <laughs> spitting fire on the microphone. He was great. <laughs> Download the podcast on iTunes and or the TuneIn app. For Jerem, I am Spencer. Shout out to Tom Ladd. BYU Sports Nation back to work on Monday. What are you doing this weekend?
1: Just partying. I'm playing in Jim Roffey three out of three. Good luck, man. Let's go, baby. Get buckets.